I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is Phillies. Today I'm your host, James Seltzer. I hope everyone had a... Happy and healthy weekend. It is Monday, April the 20th as we get back at it this week. I know the days are blending together for a lot of people out there, but it is Monday. We are back at it, and uh, as always here at Phillies Today, we will do our best to try and potentially provide a little bit of distraction, a little bit of entertainment in uh, what has become a very... um tedious and frustrating time for all of us as it is just getting uh, you know tougher and tougher for this new normal that we have but um, again uh, as we've talked about here on the show there have been some some hopeful signs in terms of the return of sports again that is low on the list of things of importance compared to what's going on in the world right now but it's still something that I do think would really Help a lot of people regain some sense of normalcy and also it's something we love. And again, culturally, uh, personally, is something that sports does bring us all together and is something that I think can really help. I know this week the NFL draft is happening and, and obviously even though it's not baseball, which is the sport that I and you most likely care the most about, it is still nice to have something going on in the sports world that feels new and fresh and Gives us an opportunity to react to some sort of new information other than when will sports be back is the only other thing we've really had to react to. But um, regardless, it is um, our hope down the road. We still got a long way to go, so we'll just continue to try and, um, again, provide a distraction, provide some entertainment. And again, I hope everyone had a very safe, happy, healthy weekend, at least as much as possible. All right. It is time to continue our series of Mount Rushmore's. We have now done every position on the diamond. Catcher, first, second, third, short, right field, left field, center field. Off the board today. This week we dive into a little pitching and more. I figure we'll go right-handed and left-handed starter Mount Rushmore because, you know, why not? It's fun. And um, and then maybe, well, you know, I can kind of get into tomorrow when I do the lefties. Who would have been on the final four? It, it makes it tough enough as it is. I mean, it's going to be tough enough to choose. Just going through the list of right-handers I've got to talk about today is going to be tough enough. We'll get into Mount Rushmore of closers, managers, and then we still have to do the whole Shebang, the Mount Rushmore of baseball. So um, it's been a lot of fun to do these Mount Rushmores. It's the quintessential cliche thing to do in terms of, you know, oh, there's nothing going on. Let's talk about who's the best of the best. But I think it's also a lot. Uh, cliches are cliches for a reason as far as I'm concerned. And this is one because it's fun to choose and it's fun that it limits you to four 
and you have to figure it out. So let's dive in today. The Mount Rushmore of right-handed starting pitchers will go from old to new, or at least oldish to newish, or however we usually do it. And uh, we may as well start with someone who's going to be on the list. I mean, let's be real. The award is named after him. There is no way we can have a Mount Rushmore of right-handed pitchers and not have Cy Young on it. I mean, that's just pretty clear. Cy Young, 511 wins in his career. Is that good? Also, lost 315 games. Cy Young with an inconceivable 826 decisions in his career. Uh, Played from 1890 to 1911. So certainly early, early on, he was a 1903 World Series champ, five-times wins leader, two-time ERA champ, two-time strikeout leader. Pitched a perfect game on May 5th, 1904. Three no-hitters. Again, uh, record 511 career wins. Record 7,356 career innings pitched. Record, 815 games started. Record, 749 career complete games. Get out of here with that. Obviously inducted into the Hall of Fame early on. As, uh, again, I mean, it's a Cy Young Award. The, the award's named after him. I mean, you know, that pretty much locks you in, but also the numbers there and, of course, the 511 wins. Cy Young, a lock to be on our Mount Rushmore at the end. We have three other guys from the old school days to discuss here. As um, Honestly, I could just fill out a Mount Rushmore of right-handers with these four guys and I think a lot of baseball people would say, that's fine, (laughs) but we've obviously got to keep going. But uh, Walter Johnson, the big train, Walter Johnson from 1907 to 1927 was a manager after that. Um, Of course, uh, back in the day was the guy who threw the hardest. Now we, you know, the studies show is like 88 miles an hour, whatever. Back then, he was the best to do it. 417 career wins, a 217 ERA, 3,508 strikeouts, more than Cy Young in both wins, uh, in both uh, ERA, better ERA and better strikeouts. World Series champ in 1924, two time AL MVP, six time wins leader, six time ERA leader, a 12 time strikeout champ. That is pretty impressive. Uh, Elected in the Hall of Fame in 1936, one of the first classes of Hall of Famers. Played his entire career with the Washington Senators, Walter Johnson. Many people believe the greatest pitcher from that era, even better than Cy Young. Obviously, Cy Young got the recognition, got the award named after him, so ultimately Cy Young, and notoriety-wise, above Walter Johnson. There's no question about that. And, and, And again, for those who have not listened to the Mount Rushmore series at all, this is all about, it's not just who was the best player. That's part of it. But it's also about the legacy. It's about what does the name mean. It is about what the hardware they have, everything that goes into World Series titles, all that. And obviously... No offense to Walter Johnson. Uh, again, he might have been a better pitcher than Cy Young, but he's not the name Cy Young is. I mean, let's be real. Cy Young is Cy Young, and there's a ward named after him. So as a result, Cy Young is a lock to be on a Mount Rushmore. Walter Johnson is not, but Walter Johnson does really have a good chance to make this Mount Rushmore. Again, one of the great pitchers of all time, uh, even though, you know, obviously a different time and it's hard to compare errors and all that, blah, 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 blah. Walter Johnson has a real chance to make it on to this list at the end 
of this show. And for those who don't know, too, I try to really talk it out as I go through. And, uh, you know, I don't come in with any preconceived notions. I came in knowing Cy Young was going to be on the Mount Rushmore of right-handed pitchers. That I knew. But I try not to have too much preconceived notions and try and really feel it out and look at the numbers as we go. And come to a conclusion, Walter Johnson, a real chance to be chiseled into the Mount Rushmore at the end. Another guy who has a real chance, also from that era, also an all-time great, Christy Mathewson. Mathewson only lived to 45, died of tuberculosis, which which really sucks. Um, he was a, a great, great player. Um, played from 1900 to 1916, 373 career wins, a 2-1-3 ERA, lower than all the other guys uh, we mentioned. Two World Series titles, uh, four-time wins leader, four, five-time ERA champ, five-time strikeout champ, two no-hitters on his resume. Um, made it into the uh, Hall of Fame in 1936. Also was quite an established football player, Bucknell, from Factoryville, Pennsylvania. That is a that is a place to be from right there. Uh, really a, a stellar career for Matthews. And he always, at least when I was growing up and talked about the old days of baseball, so to speak, it was always... Cy Young, Walter Johnson, Christy Matthews, and those were the guys that I was always told about, that I always learned about, that were, you know, really the um, the foremen, so to speak, of of pitchers, of baseball pitchers, and um, you know, it always stuck with me that those three guys were were the mammoths, the tycoons, the top dogs, so to speak, of you know, bringing pitching to, to, you know, great of great pitchers, so to speak. Um, so those three all have a chance to make it. I, I think there's a real chance. Cy Young's on, uh, and I would not rule out Christy Matthewson or Walter Johnson. I think when we come back at the end here, they have a real chance. Um, Grover Cleveland Alexander, uh, just a touch after those guys, but, you know, contemporaries, 1911 to 1934. You got it, mostly the Philadelphia Phillies, at least six years with the Phillies, then finished out his career with the Phillies, played for the Cubs and the Cardinals in between. Uh, Grover Cleveland Alexander probably will not beat the other three guys to get on the Mount Rushmore, but re- deserves to be mentioned at least. A World Series champion, 26, six-time wins leader, six-time ERA leader, excuse me, four-time ERA leader, six-time strikeout leader, Hall of Famer in 1938. Grover Cleveland Alexander was a hell of a player who had a great, great career, um, one of the great Phillies of all time, obviously far before any of us really got to see him pitch, but... Certainly uh, needs to be mentioned. Uh, again, unlikely he will pass some of the other guys we're going to mention here, but I didn't think it was right to not mention him. Another guy, um, as we skip forward now, we are moving ahead in generations. He played from 1936 to 1955. His entire career with the Cleveland Indians, you could argue maybe the greatest Cleveland Indian. If we were doing a Mount Rushmore of Cleveland Indians, this guy would absolutely 100% be on there. Bob Feller was a great, great, great pitcher. Again, he's probably not going to make the Mount Rushmore, but needs to be mentioned. Bob Feller, career 266 wins, 325 ERA, um, eight-time All-Star, World Series champ in 1948, of course, the last time the Indians won a World Series, uh, six-time wins leader, ERA leader in 1940, time strikeout leader, three no-hitters on his resume, a Hall of Famer, Bob Feller, a great, great pitcher, who deserves to be mentioned. Again, uh, not going to beat out some of the other names we have on this list for the Mount Rushmore of right-handed pitchers, but was he a great pitcher? He really was. Uh, another guy who, uh, similar era um, to both Feller and before, actually uh, played a before Feller, excuse me, but um, did play 
into Feller's time as he paid for a very long time, a lot of time in the Negro Leagues. But Satchel Page has to be mentioned. I don't know if we'll get on the Mount Rushmore or not, but um, certainly one of the all-time great Negro League players. Did not play in the majors until 1948, though. Um, was in the majors from 48 to 49, then 51 to 53, and then 1965 as an old man. As a 1965, I believe he was 57 when he uh, made that appearance. Um, he was a uh, Hall of Famer, obviously. A uh, um, you know the the career numbers aren't quite there in the same way because he spent the vast majority of his career in the Negro Leagues, but. Um, Many believe to be one of the great pitchers who ever lived. Certainly uh, notable for his longevity in the game. And, of course, um, you know, was a big name back then even. And certainly when he came to the major leagues was a big name. Satchel Page probably will not be on our final Mount Rushmore here, but certainly, certainly deserves to be mentioned. Now, a guy who has a real chance to get onto the Mount Rushmore, um, one of the greats of his era... Um, and again, this is like right uh, during after Feller era time as uh, he pitched from 1959 to 1975, is that Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson, of course, had one of the great pitching seasons of all time uh, with the 112 ERA um, in 1968, one of the all-time greats, uh, 251 career wins, a 291 ERA for his career, 3,117 strikeouts. He pitched his entire career for the St. Louis Cardinals, a nine-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ. He won the NL MVP in that amazing 1968 season, which many believe is one of the great seasons in the history of pitching, and the numbers certainly bear that out. Two-time Cy Young winner, two-time MVP, nine-time Gold Glove winner as well. Really a amazing defensive player there as well. Bob Gibson, truly one of the greats. Legitimately, if we were if we're just talking about talent for right-handed pitchers, he's probably on the Mount Rushmore. But obviously, a lot more goes into it. And his 1968 season certainly um, puts him in the conversation. I think that is meaningful. Was a just an all-time, all-time, all-time great player. Maybe doesn't get some of the credit that um, he possibly, probably deserves for how great he was. But Bob Gibson, one of the great right-handed pitchers of all time, is. A real front runner to make this Mount Rushmore again. Uh, I think he's hurt a little bit by maybe not having the same gravitas that some of the other names we've talked about and will talk about have. But in terms of the pitching itself, certainly one of the great pitching seasons of all time, one of the great pitchers of all time, certainly one of the great right-handers of all time. Uh, another guy who's one of the great right-handers of all time and pitched. Um, in the era after Gibson, intersected with the end of Gibson, obviously, um, but really a, an era after him. Tom Seaver has to be on this list as well. Seaver pitched from 1967 to 1986. 311 career career wins for Tom Seaver. A 2.86 ERA, 3,640 strikeouts. He was dominant. Tom Seaver was a dominant, dominant pitcher. 12-time All-Star, won the World Series in 69 with the amazing Mets, of course. Three-time Cy Young winner. Not many people have done that. That is a hard thing to do. A Rookie of the Year winner, three-time wins leader, three-time ERA leader, five-time strikeout leader. Inducted in the Hall of Fame in 1992, 98.8% of the ballot. At the time, it was a record on his first ballot. Um, Tom Seaver was just about as good as it gets. Right there, again, if this were a who's the most talented pitchers 
of all time, and that's it, and that's the only thing we're talking about, he'd be on the Mount Rushmore of right-handed pitchers. Tom Seaver, one of the four most talented right-handed pitchers of all time. I think it's a pretty fair thing to say. You know, the numbers, everything bears it out. Tom Seaver was just an amazing pitcher. Now, does he have the same gravitas as some of the others? The three-time Cy Young's helps winning that World Series with one of the most un- un- improbable, excuse me, World Series winners in the history of baseball, if not the most improbable World Series winner in the history of baseball. Um, definitely gives him some credibility. That matters, but um, it'll be interesting. He is a, a legit frontrunner. Uh, someone who started at the same time as him and then just played longer, <laughs> played from 1966 to 1993, also needs to be mentioned. How about that Nolan Ryan, the Ryan Express? Ryan, 324 career, career wins to go with 292 losses. Think about how many decisions that was. 319 career ERA. 5,714 strikeouts. That is so far and away the most strikeouts. He is, that is not getting broken. Also, seven career no-hitters. Also a record that is not getting broken. Nolan Ryan was the epitome of dominance. Now, he also could be the epitome of not dominance at times, but he was the he was maybe at, at, at his height. You know, when he was on, maybe the most dominant pitcher ever pitched. I mean, again, seven career no-hitters is something insane. He also had like eight or nine career one-hitters or something like that. I mean, the, his ability to just dominate on a, on a given day was was unparalleled. Eight-time All-Star, World Series champ in 69 with those Mets. Obviously, a less pivotal role. He was not quite where Seaver was. Two-time ERA leader, 11-time strikeout leader. Has his number retired by three teams. That is Pretty special. You don't see that very often. The Angels, the Astros, and the Rangers have all retired Nolan Ryan's number. Um, Nolan Ryan, one of the great right-handed pitchers of all time. Um, really legitimately one of the great right-handed pitchers of all time. Certainly one of the most dominant pitchers of all time. And when you talk about the gravitas and all that other stuff, I think he has that in spades. That does matter. Um, really, truly a, a great, great Great pitcher. All right, now we got three more modern era guys, and then we got to decide. As, as again, I've tried to tighten up the list a little bit because we've got such haymakers here. It's, um, you know, there's a lot of people who's like, you know, they're just not going to make it. Um, but a guy who has a real chance. And again, you know, I've talked about the steroids thing here. It doesn't bother me the same way it bothers a lot of people. I think that a lot of people were taking steroids, so I'm not docking people. Plus, you know what? If we're talking about faces of baseball, steroids was part of baseball, and it's hard to ignore that. So um, it all plays in. Uh, Roger Clemens, 1984 to 2007, a career 354 wins on the resume, 4,672 career strikeouts. How about these? 11-time All-Star, two-time World Series champ, a seven-time Cy Young Award winner. Seven times. No one else has won more than four. He won seven. Seven. Won the AL MVP in 86. A two-time pitching triple crown runner in 97-98. Roger Clemens, obviously not in the Hall of Fame yet for reasons we know about. The Rocket. Uh, I think probably the greatest right and pitcher of my lifetime in terms of, of all things accumulated. Now, I don't think he was the best I ever saw. We'll get to that guy in a minute. Uh, but Roger Clemens has to be strongly considered for this. And I know a lot of people don't love it, but Roger Clemens for me is a, a front runner. I'm sorry, the dude won seven Cy Youngs. He was the best pitcher of a generation. Uh, he mattered. Um, Roger Clemens, uh, a real chance to get on this list. Someone else, uh, a com- you know, peer, so to speak, of, of Clemens played around the same time. Greg Maddox, also. 
has to be considered. 1986 to 2008 career, 355 career wins, 3,371 career strikeouts, eight-time All-Star, World Series champ in 95. He won four Cy Young, so we're going from seven to four, but still incredibly impressive. How about this? An 18-time Gold Glove winner. He is in the Hall of Fame with 97.2% of the ballot. Um, Greg Maddox, maybe the most talented Best righty of my lifetime in terms of just consistency on a year-to-year basis. Obviously, he doesn't have the steroid thing hanging over him. I think Maddox would have a chance to be on the, the list of best pitchers uh, from the right-handed side of my lifetime. Certainly on this list as well. This is a tough list. We got some haymakers. We got one more guy to get to, and then we'll somehow, some way, parse this out. But uh, also, Pedro Martinez has to be on this list for me. Um, only Latino player on this list, which I do think matters, is obviously the game has trended in that direction a a lot. Um, Pedro Martinez, uh, 3,154 career strikeouts, a 293 career ERA, eight time All Star, World Series champ, three time Cy Young winner, won the Triple Crown of Pitching in 1999. That 1999 season, for me, in my opinion, the best season I've ever seen a pitcher pitch personally. Um, I've never seen someone so dominant, felt so helpless going up against him, all that type of stuff in one season. He was just the epitome of dominant that season and unhittable. Um, Pedro Martinez, the greatest right-handed pitcher I ever watched pitch. Um, Now, again, we're talking about everything, the gravitas, the name, what does it all matter, the legacy and all that. So I I don't know if Pedro can pass Clemens or Maddox. In fact, I don't think he can Um, from a historical standpoint. If we're talking Mount Rushmore, if we're talking chiseling names up in stone, on the Mount Rushmore. And again, look, I do think that it's tougher for the newer guys to begin with. I think that part of the thing is about these Mount Rushmores is some of these guys are what baseball was built on. You know, Cy Young baseball was built on that guy's back. You know, <laughs> it's hard to not put him on a Mount Rushmore when you're talking about the sport being kind of built off those guys. So it does it does make these decisions tougher. But Pedro Martinez absolutely has to be in the discussion. Again, best I ever saw. So I think what we're doing here is when we're, we're coming down to, we already have Cy Young. Cy Young's on the Mount Rushmore as we try and make a decision here. Cy Young's on. So I think after Cy Young comes down to a few other guys, I think Christy Matthewson and Walter Johnson both have to be strongly considered. They are real front runners. I think that you have to... Talk about Bob Gibson and Tom Seaver. And then I think you have to talk about Maddox and Clemens. So we're talking about three spots for four guys. I'm going to put Walter Johnson on. Walter Johnson, I think if I have to choose between him and Christy Matthewson, I think they both are very similar in terms of legacy. Um, I think Johnson a little bit better. And again, this is tough to make that type of discerning dis- you know, decision here, as I've seen many people who think it's one way or the other. But I'm going to go Walter Johnson. I think he's slightly more impactful than Christy Matthewson. I can't wait for people to tell me I'm wrong, people who really, really study the old school stuff. But I'm going to go Walter Johnson. we got Cy Young, Walter Johnson. I'm putting Roger Clemens on. And this is the most controversial decision I'll make. And I know a lot of people don't like steroids and all that type of stuff. But the guy won seven Cy Youngs. The guy was the face of pitching baseball for you know 10 years there he was the go-to guy that people talked about again he won seven Cy Youngs seven Cy Youngs think about that that is just an extraordinary number of Cy Young awards to win Um, bounced from team to team a bit you know just kind of 
was a mercenary, did the half a season thing. I think Clemens is going to be on the list, and I hate to do it, as I, I think he's probably one of my least favorite guys on this list, from what I know. But um, I'm going to put Clemens on. So we have Cy Young, Walter Johnson, Roger Clemens. Now this last spot comes down to Gibson, Seaver, Matthewson, and Maddox. And uh, I'm really torn on this. My gut tells me that it should be Christy Mathewson and that I should just go with the three old guys who built the game and then Clemens, but it's tough to leave a Gibson, a Seaver off, a Nolan Ryan off. And again, I think that they Seaver and Gibson better pitchers than some of these other guys. This isn't just about that. All right, I'm going to go with the controversial decision here. I'm going with the three old school guys. It's Cy Young, Christy Mathewson, Walter Johnson, the guys who built the game of baseball. The righties who you think about when you think about the history of baseball, those guys come to you first. They're all on the Mount Rushmore, and they're there with Roger Clemens. What a ridiculous, conflicting Mount Rushmore that is, huh? Who would have seen that coming? Uh, I'm going to go with it. Again, not the best pitchers. If it were a list of just the best pure pitchers, both Gibson and Seaver would be on it, and so would Pedro probably. We'd have a very different Mount Rushmore, but again, this is legacy. It's impact on the game. It's what people know about you. It's all that type of stuff. We're going with the three old guys. Cy Young, Christy Matthewson, Walter Johnson, and then Roger Clemens, the new jerk stepping in the way for the fourth spot. What do you think? I think people are not going to be as happy with this one as some others, but let me know. At James Seltzer on Twitter, I'm dying to know. I just think you got to have those three old school guys on. I think that's the right move when we're talking about Mount Rushmore, a right-handed pitching. Left-handed pitching is a little different. Not as many lefties into it back in the day, so it'll be a little more interesting. We're going to get to that tomorrow. So the Mount Rushmore of left-handed pitches tomorrow. we got closers coming up, managers. It's going to be a lot of fun as we continue to just, again, try and take your minds off um, the struggles and try and find ways to uh, ease our way through our new normal and and, uh, maybe provide a distraction along the way. So until tomorrow, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Day right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.